You're listening to DA Rockstar's podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. It's time to organize the chaos with Zen. All dental practices run into the same problems. Ordering dental office supplies is a mess. Running out of products, no budget, and price comparisons that take hours. With Zen, dental supplies management has never been easier. Go check them out, www.zensupplies.com. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. We have a rockstar on the show as usual. This one comes out of the Voices of Dentistry. We got to sit down with Chris Felix from Blue Light Analytics, and he's going to tell us what the company does, what services you probably need in your practice, and maybe a little bit more about stuff you don't even think about. As always, this was our first show on the road, literally, so I apologize. There's a little bit of a feedback, but what really matters is that you can hear Chris. Enjoy. We are at the Voices of Dentistry, recording with Chris Felix from Blue Light Analytics. Chris, tell us what blue light analytics is. Well, when it comes to curing lights, sometimes people forget how important they really are. Uh, other than your hand piece, your curing light is probably one of the most, uh, or second most important piece of equipment in the dental office. And so, you know, you think of all the light materials that are used, whether it's a composite, a bond, a cement, a post and core, liners, uh, you know, there's so many light cured materials that are used. And all these materials are absolutely dependent on the successful light curve. And so a lot of people, I talk to clinicians, I ask them, when was the last time you tested your light? And usually I get back uh, the answer, tested my light. <laughs> yeah, like, do they do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, some, some do. Some uh, might have a, a dental radiometer that might have purchased at some point. They've checked their light. You know, they might have gotten a number. What do you do with that number? You know, you have to take that number and go to your instructions for you. It's all the, the, the small print and figure out, okay, well, do I care for 10 seconds or 20 seconds or 30 seconds or the different times? Of course, it's in instructions, which sometimes find their way to the garbage. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so Blue Light Analytics is all about trying to help manage the light curing in the dental office. So whatever material you're using to make sure that the light is, is working, first of all, and then being used for the right amount of time. So this helps to avoid those cases of uh, you know, materials discoloring or, or debonding or fracturing. Uh, and also, a lot of these issues can lead to patients feeling some degree of post-operative sensitivity. So when these cases happen, sometimes the material gets claimed as being the problem. Uh, but certainly if you check the light and, and if the light is not working, then there's no way that the materials really will, will cure properly. And on the other side of that, with some of the newer lights, if, you, if any offices purchase some of these newer high power lights, if they're used inappropriately uh, or for too long, they can burn the gums or damage the pulp. And so and these uh, cases of post-operative sensitivity uh, and especially when they can't be resolved with um, a readjustment, into, you know, for even redoing a restoration, which has a significant cost to it, 
Um, you know, really, if the pulp is damaged, it may lead to a root canal. And so certainly for, for a patient, uh, it's very important to, to make sure that you're just working in the office. And, and the curing light is just one of those uh, critical pieces of equipment that needs to be used properly. So uh, certainly from the assistant's point of view, because sometimes the assistants are given the responsibility of a light yeah, that's our main, our primary focus is they pack, we cure. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so there needs to be some knowledge of, okay, well, what material are we using? In the instructions, it'll tell you if your light is, you know, this intense, cure for this amount of time, or if it's this intense, cure for a different amount of time. And so you, know, you need to go to the instructions, read all this, the fine print, you need to test your light. And so it's a complicated process if you're looking at all these different light cure materials that are used in the office. And so what we've done at Blue Light Analytics is we've created an application that helps you with this. So uh, the application, you can load in the different materials you're using. It comes with a piece of hardware that you can test your light because you can't interpret the instructions without knowing what's coming out of your light. Yeah. And then the app provides the curing times for those materials for the different shades and increments. So it manages the process so that you're no longer guessing, you know, how mm -hmm. long should I use it? I don't it? know, let's hit it again, hit it again. <laughs> well, that's just it. When, when those people figure out that, you know, under curing materials is a problem, they're overcompensating. And then this is where all the endodontists are, uh, you know, raking it in, we'll say, because- yeah, You're boiling the pulp. <laughs> <laughs> this is just it. And so I, I, I have several conversations around people who've had this experience and they had no idea that it was likely it was a problem. And so finding that problem to make sure that patients are happy, uh, that they're not having sensitivity after a procedure, and then they're happy to come back. And patient happy is going to keep your business uh, growing. And for assistance as well, uh, you know, knowing about this, uh, you know, you know, I'd say at least half the time, the assistance, it's their responsibility. So we can help with that. And so certainly if you provide an application free, that you can access the different instructions to you. Uh, but of course, by the tester light, this is what we sell at Blue Light Analytics. So how often do we test our curing light? I always say, well, how long do you want to go before identifying a problem? So kind of like a sterilizer who gets a core test once a week, you got a whole week's worth of stuff that didn't get cleaned properly by the time you find out that your sterilizer in fact wasn't working well you know a curing light isn't a curing light you can you know there's a thousand different models out there and some people are you know scarily making the decision to buy some of this stuff from from ebay or amazon or some of these low quality lights uh first of all i would really dissuade people from doing that but uh, you know there are some lights that are a really good quality and will last for many many years but if a light is dropped or if uh an infection control barriers used, or there is any uh, material buildup on the tip, these are things that can affect the light. So testing once a week, I think, is, is a great start. Um, you know, testing every day would be the best practice, but you know, uh, if you're not testing at all, uh, you know, once a week is certainly a step in the right direction. And, and then really, it, it's implemented as part of the, the, the protocol of preparation of the office. So, you know, when you're preparing between patients or you know, it needs to be uh, prepped. And so, you know, we we're working on a checklist to help uh, whoever is responsible for, for the light curing and the maintenance of the light curing. So they can say, you know, once a week, okay, we're going to check this. Okay, we're, we're wondering how to clean or do we need to use an infection control barrier? 
this is all the information we're building into the app so that it's all managed in the office. So, you know, if anyone's looking to implement the, the, the checkup, uh, this is exactly what, what will happen. So we have to think about it anymore. Yeah. It deals with it. And then we, we monitor that to make sure if there's any problem with the light, we let you know. And, uh, you know, we're also working on the reminders so that if, you know, a week or two is high, no detector lights, you know, all of these products yeah. that, that are really helpful in, in just making sure it's managed and, and you don't have to worry about this as being part of one of those issues. That's so cool. Okay, so with it, this, this works with anybody's hearing light, right? Like you guys, uh, uh, I mean, does it work with like the halogen bulbs that some dentists may possibly still use? Or is it only for like the LEDs now? Well, uh, this is in, in, in our secret sauce in the sense of it has to work across all the different light types. And so uh, the halogens, even the plasma arcs that were really high intensity, uh, you know, people were worried about the heat that's generated. Some of the newer LEDs are even hotter than the plasma arc curing lights. Uh, you know, when you're talking two, three, and 4,000 milliwatts per centimeter squared, uh, you really need to handle those lights very, very carefully. And so uh, at Blue Light Analytics, we have several different measurement systems uh, from teaching how to light cure to doing research. So we've been able to calibrate the sensor to measure all different light types. And so that's a, a really critical, important uh, aspect where some of the, the, the dental radiometers in the past were geared for either LED lights or for halogen lights because of the filters that were used in them. Uh, but we've worked on, actually, uh, our checkup is driven by uh, machine learning is, is some of the new uh, technology that, that's taking over every industry. And because we have such a massive database of, of spectral light measurements from laboratory equipment, we use that to actually drive the analytics and the machine learning within our checkup to be able to measure all the different kinds of lights. So just to give you an idea, we've tested over 100,000 lights in the market and we have all of this data. So this data as machine learning is able to learn to measure all of these different light sources. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. We have some really smart uh, developers who, are, who are, are really driving the engine behind Checkup. You know, that is so cool because, you know, when you approach the table, we even thought about like how many dental systems have, I know you guys are listening, have dropped the curing light. No one was around to hear it. It was like a tree in the forest. Dude, does it really make a sound? And then you don't say anything to anybody and you don't calibrate your light, you don't know if it's still working. What if you jarred something loose? Just because it turns on doesn't mean it's effective, right? That's 100%. <laughs> I have uh, a great uh, story related to that. I have many different stories, but one was uh, an assistant had dropped a light, the, the glass light I had broken to, and they super glued it back together. And it still looked like, you know, enough light was coming through, the blue light was coming on. Uh, and then when they had uh, tested it, uh, they found that about 10% of the light was actually coming through from original and they had a huge increase in failure after failure after failure. So it took them a couple of weeks to, to figure out that it was one of the lights out of several of the lights. And so they couldn't figure out where the problem was until they, they had tested the light. So every uh, restoration that had to be redone in those two weeks, the cost was astronomical. And so that's why, you know, testing your lights more frequently would have identified this. And you know, you try not to fault anyone because they tried to fix it and it looked like it was working. Uh, unfortunately, the light is very damaging to your eyes as well. So protecting your eyes is very important. So you shouldn't be looking at the blue light either. And, and this is another, uh, you know, a segue into, you know, being trained to use a curing light. 
know, to place it in the right location directly over the material. If you're at an angle or a distance, this can really reduce the amount of light getting to and through the material. So you really need to know how, how your light performs uh, as well as from your instructions and your materials is, is how long to use your light. So these are all things we can help uh, any office manage. We have a lot of dental assistants that um, aren't properly trained. They don't know how long they're supposed to cure X material. Um, and I even, I was on a forum this week and somebody got burnt with a, a curing light. Like I didn't even know that was a thing, but it was probably one of these neural lights you're mentioning. And they put it on their skin and next thing you know, they get a burn. Like, well, that's a great reality check because if it could do that to your hands, what can it do to a pulp or a tissue? So yeah, it's true. They are getting stronger. They're getting more efficient and we have to know what we're doing with them. Yeah. A hundred percent. Back in the day of the halogen lights, uh, you know, uh, the lights weren't powerful enough to damage the tissue. So in the past, you could cure for 40 or 60 seconds to be sure. Uh, but now uh, all of the major lights from all the major manufacturers, their intensities are usually uh, above a thousand milliwatts per centimeter squared and some into the thousands, two and three thousand. And so it just wasn't an issue from before, but the change in the technology of light curing you know, people want to cure faster. You know, time is, is a premium in the office and you do want to do things quicker, but you do not want to compromise the success of, of that procedure either. So I always say uh, you wouldn't put a, a, brain, a newly licensed driver uh, behind the uh, wheel of a Ferrari. Uh, there's some training that, that is involved for anyone who operates a light because, you know, there, there really is the risk of undercuring. But where people have been overcompensating by just, you know, curing an extra 10 seconds and curing an extra 10 seconds, now there is definitely the issue of, of, of not overcuring the material, but damaging the soft tissue. And, and usually I, I tell people, to, you know, if, if you're wondering how powerful your light is, just run it on the back of your hand for the amount of time that you would be using on a patient. And it'll be a quick indicator of, whoa, you know, maybe we need to use some heat management techniques. And so... If a material needs to be cured for 20 seconds and you have a high power light, you can break it up into 10 seconds, you know, wait a little bit, you know, whether it's five or six seconds and then cure again for another 10 seconds. Or you can uh, apply a little, little blast of air will we'll cool the tooth and tissue down. Uh, even uh, one office would, would use the, the suction and have that nearby and it would provide a stream of air to keep the heat from building up. So, uh, you know, there, there are ways to manage it, but you wouldn't know unless you were trained. You're right. It's true. Like, half the stuff I've learned over the last couple of years, I, I think Dr. Alan Mead was the one who mentioned when you guys started talking about this, like checking your lights. I'm like, oh, that's a smart thing. That's a dental assistant thing. We need to know about this because <laughs> yeah. that's our wheelhouse. It's, uh, it, it's, it's critical. Uh, from my experience in visiting offices all over, I'd say, Half of the time, this process is completely given to the assistants to manage. And, uh, you know, it, uh, you know if, you, if you're seeing cases of, of post-operative sensitivity, uh, you know, and having to bring patients back in, uh, you know, the cost of that is, is, is adds up over the year. So if you bring in, you know, one patient a month and look at the cost of that, uh, I think when we factored into the cost of our checkup uh, uh, system, if you prevented two failures or two uh, re redos in the run of the year, you would have paid for it. And so uh, it really, uh, it really adds adds value and really adds a peace of mind. 
uh, you know, sometimes uh, clinicians may uh, may do a procedure and the patient calls back the next day with, with sensitivity issues and you're wondering, well, what happened? You know, it's just the peace of mind of knowing that, you know, okay, we've checked the lights, okay, the assistants are well-trained, and now we've taken that out as a possibility of where things went wrong. And a lot of the times with a lot of the offices we've visited, when we found the light that was not working out of the two, three, or four or five lights that they had, uh, you know, they have that aha moment of, oh, okay, it was the light, not the material. <laughs> yeah, they can go back in their head and be like, oh, yeah, Sally Sue was treated in not too. Huh. Oh, so was Billy Bob. Like, it all comes together. And so, like you said, just putting these in the systems, this is part of your checklist. You check the light. That's part of your checklist. Because we are in charge of maintenance of a lot of our equipment, and the curing line is one of them. So thank you so much, Chris, for coming on the show and telling us about checkups. So if I have a dental assistant listening to this right now, and they said, my doc would love me if I bring this as part of our protocol, where do I find it? What do you do? Well, you can certainly uh, come to our, our website, bluelightanalytics.com, to learn more about the various products and services that we have. But for the dental office, uh, check up, it's where it's at. It's uh, it's really to help manage that process. And it'll really take a lot of pressure off, off the assistants if they're wondering, okay, well, you know, did I do that right? Did I cure long enough? Did I cure for too long? Uh, so certainly you can come to our website and we have a, a form you can fill out where you can then get all the information you need for, for the checkup uh, and check, check mark uh, system. So check, check mark is, is a system that we have uh, as well that companies will come to the dental office and do a one-time test for free, but check up is, is actually what is, uh, is for the dental office. So you can learn a lot, a lot about this at bluelightanalytics.com. Thank you so much, Chris, for talking to DA Rockstars and helping dental assistants all figure out what we need to do to get our curing lights right. <laughs> but until next week, guys, keep on suctioning.